Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by international best-selling author Heman Sunim, telling us what to do when things don't go your way. When we are, you know, very young and have a first love and the first love did not work out, we feel as though this is the end of the world. However, we learn that is not the case. We move on. We find some other people. So we begin to see that uh, when things don't go your way, uh, maybe it's not the end. As ever, we're available on all podcast platforms. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily, the Late Late Show, antique anomalies, and one very controversial chair. You know, I feel today's episode should carry a warning because for the next 20 minutes, the star is a chair. And yes, bear with me. We've had our fair share of famous seats on TV over the years from the mastermind chair, Graham Norton's red chair, and even the sitcom Cheers with Norm's stool. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. But here in Ireland, We've had our own celebrity chair story for all the wrong reasons. Because this piece of furniture brought with it themes of intrigue and lies, a whodunit for the 1990s, with the end game a restored antique chair. There is a touch to this, a story of intrigue and romance and loyalty and love and betrayal and hatred. I'm Siobhan McGuire and on today's episode we're revisiting the scandalous story of Chairgate. A story that started out on national television and rocked its way into our daily narrative and eventually the courts. Well, I thought it hardly fair Still I didn't care And in the evening took the chair away I did everything myself. Everything. Webbing, horsehair, leather upholstery, cleaning, And who better to sit in on this with me, see what I did there, than the master of storytelling himself, Sunday Independent journalist, Liam Collins. That's the only yes. bit of it you have, sure. I know, I know. Now, seriously, it's all there, you know. Well, I mean, like, at least the man that sold it to me from Ross Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> he told you it was all he there. He told me it you? was all there. So. <laughs> the man has a great sense of humour, obviously, yes. yes. Liam, I love this story because it has it all. There was initial admiration, then intrigue, then doubt and all the way through a whole lot of controversy. So can you take me back to that episode of The Late Late Show in 1997 and set the scene for me, please? Yeah, this was a competition that went out on The Late Late Show every season and it involved a group of people uh, picking up some bit of brick or brack or an antique that was had fallen on hard times and was about to be thrown in a skip and their task over the uh, the series was to restore the item to its former glory 
And the program was overseen by Gay Bo in his usual style and um, Brian Coyle, who's an antiques expert and he's the chairman of James Adams, a very prestigious auction house in Dublin. And this episode of The Late Late went out on May the 23rd and 1997. Welcome back. Now, ladies and gentlemen, yes, indeed, it is that time of year once again when we choose six people and we give them £100 and we send them off into the highways and byways of Ireland to buy a heap of rubbish. You know, these people doing up their bits of furniture, restoring their furniture, they were exactly like you and me, punters on the street who see the bric-a-brac and uh, bring it into the show. Yeah, and it was supposed to be on an honour system that they went away, they restored whatever the item was and they got... Um, now, they were they were able to go to experts and craftspeople to get a little help along the way because, you know, they were all amateurs. Some more than others, Liam, but we'll get well, to that in a second. as it transpired, yes. So tell me all about um, Shuan Maloney. Yes. Who is she? Shuan Maloney was um, uh, a woman from Donegal Town. She was picked as one of the contestants in this program. Uh, she was 41 at the time. I think she was a mother of twins and she didn't have the expertise that a craftsperson would have. But like the rest of the contestants, you know, she she produced her item on the show. What she had found, Liam, was quite interesting. Now, in, in fairness, it, w- it was in absolute pieces. It was wrecked, yeah. It was... Um, a Regency library chair and it had um, a book stand. Well, it wasn't attached to it when we first saw the chair. It was, yeah, it was a heap of um, basically wood and tattered uh, upholstery. And, you know, like the other contestants, uh, she kind of said, well, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but, you know, I'm going to make a good show of it. And off she went. As viewers watching The Late Late, because people from Ireland listening to this episode will be more than familiar with uh, the Irish grow or love for The Late Late Show. And this was back in its heyday with uh, Gay Byrne, you know, at the helm. So we're watching as viewers. And you know what? We are kind of rooting for these people, whether they have a banjaxed bike or, you know, a, a cupboard in bits. Yeah, we all know what it feels like, you know, to have something. And then the, there is the competitive element to it. So everybody likes a little bit of competition. And so you're you're anticipating what will happen when when they come back, you know, after a couple of months. And we're all kind of glued to the final result because you want to see. At that time, you must remember the late late was was pulling in view over a million viewers on a on a Friday night. And Gay Byrne was a past master at kind of, you know, getting the best out of his guests. And this was kind of one of the it was just a favorite item for for people. It really was, Liam. Like, I remember, you know, Gabo at his finest, he'd be kicking around the piles of, of rubble these people would have brought in and, you know, they'd be screaming, would you be careful? You know, I have to try and restore this piece of crap. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and you, you'd, when you looked at the items, you'd say to yourself, Jesus, you can't, you know, this couldn't be put back together. But 
you know, when they turned up then after a couple of months, usually the items were in pristine condition and the competitors would describe, you know, the, the lengths they had gone to to get bits of antique that matched up what their item was and, you know, where they went to source the wood or the upholstery or, in the case of the wrecked bike, got a new wheel somewhere. And it was kind of a collective uh, endeavour as well as, you know, but the contestants, the basic premise of the competition was the contestants would do the majority of the work. Which brings us on to this big reveal, Liam. Tell me all about this Regency armchair when it returned in all its glory. The chair, uh, this part, this part here was uh, wasn't with the chair. Yes. But the the cup here, this original, that's an original cup. And it was in glorious condition. It um, was a big chair with uh, this book stand attached to it. And to add to the glory, there was a restored uh, leather bound volume um, on the stand. It was a beautiful green upholstery. And the Shun um, Maloney told us on the Late Late Show that she had personally inserted 800 studs in the chair. Hammered each and every one of those in individually. Wow. And I got Carol and Olivia, my two daughters, to count them for me. And uh, they couldn't come up with the same number, but we figured that there was about 800 plus in it. <laughs> and each... You know, those those beautiful Regency chairs studded and brass inkwells. It just looked glorious on the night. It was the bee's knees and even Gabo had to sit back and have a little recline in it. It looked absolutely gorgeous. But what stood out for me was when Shuan talked about the chair. This woman knew what she was talking about. She had it down to the terminology. The lexicon was all there. You know, she talked the talk. Oh, she did. And said, you know, that she had done 99% of the restoration, which was, you know, other competitors said, well, I got a bit of help here. I got a bit of help there. But, you know, she was pretty definitive that she had done the work. She had restored this chair to its magnificence. And uh, the designer, Paul Costello, was, you know, on the programme that night and he was... So impressed, as was Gabo and Brian Coyle, the antiques expert. And they they waxed lyrical about, you know, what a great job she had done. So let me have your decision. So I have decided that the winner is the chair. The chair. And her prize was a a thousand uh, pounds, poons, um, Paul Costello glassware prize. And, you know, the pride of the nation. Calvin Crystal, a set of Calvin Crystal. I wonder where it is now. (laughs) But it was, you know, it was, and a thousand uh, pounds back in the day was a nice little prize. Yeah. And, of course, the chair. Which, you know, was worth uh, a few bob now at this stage. So it should have all gone swimmingly for Shun. That should have been the end of it. The nation should have known her solely as this lady who did this fantastic job and restoring, uh, you know, an antique chair. Except that isn't what happened, Liam. No, and the trouble started on the Late Late Show straight away. Before the programme was even over, a caller called Joshua Duffy said, hold on a second, I'm an antique dealer up in Francis Street. I worked on that chair 
and uh, Shumaloni had a bit of a, a wobble in the green room afterwards. But Gay Byrne, in his usual bedside manner, said, don't worry about that. We always get people ringing up to say they did it more than you. Just ignore it. You'll be all right. And, well, she wasn't. And so the horsehair continues to fly as to who did what and with what chair. Upholsterer Joshua Duffy says he has before and after photos of the chair, but, says Shuan Maloney... It is definitely, most definitely, not my chair. And so what happened? Uh, Joshua wasn't going away now. He was, he was very adamant. Look, I have... I know this chair. I worked on this chair. This lady approached me. Yes. She, he said that she dropped into her antiques, his antiques shop in March of the year. So obviously, you know, things were catching up on her. And she brought this chair to him and that he had worked extensively on it. And he, he was out the following Sunday in the Sunday world with an interview to say, no, she was wrong. And he said he seen red when he was watching The Late Late Show because he knew that he had worked so hard on this and he had given it, done it for just £200 because he was meant to get a credit for his work. But he didn't get any credit, not on The Late Late Show. I didn't get any mention I was, I was good. And that's kind of fair enough, you know, because there were other contestants in that same competition referencing people who had helped them uh, do the odd bit of work on whatever it was. I mean, that was the whole point, really. It, You know, nobody, uh, no amateur could do all the work. Uh, and Shun Maloney's claim to have done it all rebounded not only from Joshua Duffy, the antiques dealer, but... Uh, Jerry Kenny down in Kenny's bookshop in, in Galway said, well, hold on a second. You didn't restore the book either because we worked on that and you couldn't possibly do the work that was done. So suddenly over the next few days, the uh, the whole story began to unravel. And Gay Byrne, of course, never won to miss a good story wanted Shun Maloney to come back on The Late Late Show to confess. And she declined and accused him of bullying her uh, because she wouldn't go back to uh, explain, well, maybe it wasn't all my work. I mean, that's the thing. The story really exploded and we did what we do best here in Ireland and we made light of the situation. I mean, we had Chairgar after the missing horse, Shergar even, that Sunday World exclusive, you know, was something we were all talking about. And uh, it was a great story. And all the while, Shun was adamant she did the work herself. I mean, she went on Pat Kenny. Well, that's where the really uh, things began to unravel big time because not only did she go on Pat Kenny, but she said she didn't know Mr. Duffy. She he had no involvement in it. And basically, she called him a liar, which was a very dangerous thing for her to have done, especially when he was able 
he said he was able to identify parts of the chair and the work he had done on it. Joshua Duffy claimed today he could prove the chair he allegedly worked on was the one on the Late Late Show. Sean Maloney is not taking that sitting down. I agree that the finished chair featured on the Sunday World exclusive is a very similar chair, but a different version of my chair. He then, well went to his solicitors after the Pat Kenny interview to say, hold on a second, now I've, you've really gone and torn it, as they might say. Yeah, Joshua Duffy, I mean, all he wanted in the entire debacle was recognition for the work he had done. And he had a very clever trick up his sleeve, like what most uh, people in the trade would do if um, restoring any kind of furniture. They would leave their own little kind of insignia on that piece of furniture to indicate that, yes, I have worked on it and and here's the evidence. Yes, and and he, he was able to identify parts of the chair. And so the matter went into the hands of solicitors and barristers and began to move, you know, in a direction that was very unfortunate for all concerned, because who wants to end up in court over a chair? Uh, But there didn't seem to be any kind of uh, reconciliation for a while. But as things moved towards the High Court, Shun Maloney had kind of second thoughts, particularly about what she said on the uh, the Late Late and on particularly on what she said on Pat Kenny, that Joshua Duffy had no hand act nor part in it. I never had any dealings with him. And she decided to withdraw that. So she then went and said... The one thing I would like to say about the Dublin dealer is I want to apologise for calling him a liar on the Pat Kenny programme, but I still say he is mistaken. But that wasn't enough for Joshua Duffy. He then wanted his day in court and things began, as I say, to get towards the door of the four courts. And so here we are in the four courts and uh, it's the year 2000 uh, before this is settled. What happened, Liam? And it was a bit of a circus. We were all still on the edge of our seats, if you will. Oh, kind of. We loved it because, you know, you have this. First of all, you had the late, late. Then you had Pat Kenny, who was this flagship radio programme. And you had uh, Joshua Duffy claiming uh, defamation. And, you know, had the whole paraphernalia of the court assembled to decide about who restored what on a Regency chair in front of a jury, which was, you know, one wonders how it got this far, because, you know, surely the courts have better things to do than uh, decide who did what on a Regency chair. But that's how we arrived in as you say, the year 2000, three years later. Look, there was a lot of anticipation to see how this would play out in court. People love a little bit of drama and they love contradictory stories because Mr Justice Kinlan was the arbiter of who did what on the chair and the chair was brought to court for all to see and admire And what was the actual outcome, Liam? Well, the outcome was basically Shun Maloney um, fessed up and said, look, 
I didn't, uh, I'm not going to defend this case. Um, now, you had Mr. Duffy suing RTE for defamation and she was, she had to be the star witness for RTE to, to um, defend this case. But she said, no, I um, cannot defend it. I'm not going into the box. And her solicitor was kind of um, a bit confused because up to getting to court, he was prepared to to defend the case. And um, I think Jerry Danaher, who was appearing for RTE, for RTE, was also kind of confused. And they both had to really apologize to the judge because the case obviously couldn't go ahead without the star witness. And so it was really an admission that Joshua Duffy had done the work he said he had done and that basically Shun had, um, well, let's say, gilded the lily an awful lot in front of an audience of approximately a million people. And now it's official. Joshua Duffy restored the chair. Today, Ms Maloney acknowledged this and apologised, as did Orti. Yeah, I mean, you have to feel sorry for her in terms of just how big it exploded. And we've all told those little white lies and she just made the mistake of saying it on national television. I think that's exactly it. I mean, human nature, who hasn't claimed a little bit of credit for something that they might not have been totally instrumental in? Her big mistake really was not to give credit to other people who who were involved in the restoration. In this case, involved heavily involved in the restoration. But, you know, she probably could have got away with it if she had been a little bit more magnanimous on the day. But yes, of course you have to feel sorry for someone. I mean, this was basically a national, even described as a scandal and chairgate. I mean, no, it was, it was someone who just... Uh, obviously was overwhelmed by the task, got an expert to do the job and then didn't credit them with actually any involvement in the case. I think the winner in all of this, if there is one, is the chair and of course the late, late and the chair made a a reappearance on Gabo's last episode as well. After he left us, he was responsible for an amazing disappearing trick and an amazing story of intrigue and conspiracy, the likes of which I haven't encountered in a long, long time. We'd like him on the last, last, last Late Late Show to make a final appearance. Would you welcome, please, ladies and gentlemen, the chair? Yeah, the chair. The chair was actually bought for 5,000. It became, it was such a famous chair. It ended up in Johnny Fox's pub up in the Dublin mountains where uh, the backsides of Pierce Brosnan and Brad Pitt have since <laughs> sat on it. And it's one of the features of that make the, the pub so popular among tourists. And uh, it's, it's just one of those things that people look back and say, whatever happened to that? And my thanks to Liam Collins for joining me today. I'm Siobhan McGuire and today's episode of the Indo Daily was produced and researched by myself with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from RTE Archives, The Late Late Show, Scan All, The BBC and Independent.ie. 
If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. And you can find more of our award-winning journalism online at independent.ie.